This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Hey, it's Greg Stanley. If you're listening to this podcast, you know I love everything automotive. This passion has expanded to include being a car specialist consultant for RM Sotheby's. So if you need assistance buying or consigning a collector car at any one of our online or live auctions, including Scottsdale, Amelia Island, or Monterey, you can reach one of our car specialists at rmsotheby's.com or you can email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. Metron Garage is a company designing unique garages, condos, and other structures specifically for the auto enthusiasts. They've got eight models to choose from, including two-story options, which I think is super cool, while with a very modern look and feel to them. And they come in all sizes, and they're fully customizable. You can check out them today and start specking your own ultimate garage at metrongarage.com, where you can request a catalog or talk to someone to learn more. So be sure to check it out. I just want to give a quick thanks to Euro Classics for sponsoring this episode. Euro Classics is all about collector cars, from servicing your new BMW M5 to prepping your Porsche for the racetrack to executing a total restoration on your favorite classic. They do it all from routine maintenance to performance upgrades to appraisals and everything in between. You can learn more about its owner, Dale Oaks, by listening to episode number 65 of this podcast. And you can find Euro Classics in the Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana service area and online at euroclassics.com. Classics, C-L-A-S-S-I-X dot com. Okay, to start this episode of the Collected Car Podcast, I do have a couple quick updates. Actually, quite a few updates. So first off, if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do so at the Collected Car Podcast. And there's a lot of fun stuff there. I do behind the scenes for Arm Sotheby's. I take a car from or start to sold at an auction so you can see the entire process of consigning a car. Uh, I do have a sneak peek. I do a walk around of an AC Cobra, a real wrecked AC Cobra. I won't tell you where it is or anything like that, but I do do a walk around. It's pretty cool. The car was bought wrecked in 1974. I just saw the paperwork recently, and they paid $11,000 for it back in 1974. Again, wrecked, but really cool. It was used for drag racing. Uh, a couple other things coming up on the YouTube channel. I toured the Vector, the M12 Generation 2 Vector factory in Green Cove Springs, Florida, back in the early 90s. And I will post a video photographs in a video format for that soon, as well as the Panos factory. Uh, that was out of Brazelton, Georgia, when I lived in Atlanta for 14 years. I toured with the local Mustang Club, so I have some cool pictures from the early 1990s of the Panos facility as well. So cool stuff there. There's hopefully a new video every Monday and Wednesday. And then again, obviously the podcast every Thursday. Now also for the podcast, I will start featuring some automotive artists. Uh, Dave Snyder was on a week ago or so, and he is the sponsor of this little snippet. And then I will also feature some museums. So stay tuned for a little bit more information around Packard for this episode. It will be coming up here shortly. As always, if you're looking to consign your car, Monterey is going to be massive. I think it will be a record-breaking Monterey sale. Only a limited number of spots are left available for that auction. You can contact me directly at gstanley at rmsothemies.com. And lastly, if you would like to be a sponsor for this podcast, please shoot me a note. I'm always looking for fun sponsors that are active in the automotive world. And again, you would be on this podcast as you're hearing it right now. So now off to the episode. 
All right, well, welcome back to the Collector Car Podcast. Hey, it's Greg Stanley, and I have a fun and different guest for you today, Mike Zarnock. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Greg. How are you doing today? Good, good. And I say fun and different because this is going to be a lot of fun and different because you do not deal with your quote-unquote typical collector cars, at least not the ones I talk about every day. Uh, If you would, (laughs) kind of tell us what kind of collector cars do you deal in? Um, Well, I have the world's largest Hot Wheels collection. So, uh, you know, some, some people that have interviewed me have said, uh, this guy has, uh, over 30,000 cars in his collection and people go, really, really? And when they find out it's Hot Wheels, well, you know, that's a little bit different, but, um, actually, you know, I do have a bunch of, uh, real cars too, but we're here to talk about Hot Wheels. So let's, let, let's go there. Yeah. Let's get two answers right off the bat based on what you just said here. What cool cars, full size cars do you have that you would like to talk about and then how many cars die cast cars small cars matchbox cars hot wheel cars do you have in your collection um my real cars my real passions um is s10s chevy s10s and oh, s15s nice. okay um i have a pro street s10 right now 355 uh automatic uh big tire truck roll cage you know the whole deal uh between my oldest son and i we have like 11 or 12 S10s, um, whether they're, um, you know, dropped or bagged or, um, you know, you name it. We have them in all different, all different, uh, different styles. So we like to do that. My, my wife has a, uh, a Fiat Spider, and uh, that's all we have in our, our collection now, though we've had many, many other things like Corvettes and things like that. But so all we got now is the Fiat and the and the and the S10s. I must say that you're the first S10 collector I've had on the podcast, and I would have to say that's a future collectible for sure because those are going up in price right now. If you can find a nice clean one, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So tell us about your cars, your small cars. <laughs> um, I have held two Guinness World Records for the size of my Hot Wheels collection. Uh, once in 2003, and the other in 2007. Um, the other people that have you know beaten my record. Uh, they've done it with other toys, you know, other other diecasts than uh, than Hot Wheels. There's a guy out there now that has a huge, huge collection, diorama and stuff. Um, his is a corgi dinky, um, you know, stuff like that. But all of my stuff is, every one of my records has been uh, with Hot Wheels in, you know, in the record. So I've got uh, track sets, play sets, uh, all kinds of automobilia of, of, of Hot Wheels. Anything that you could put the the Hot Wheel logo on, socks, underwear, sunglasses, toothbrushes, <laughs> you name it, uh, and 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 I pretty much have it. Where does this passion come from? Now you could shock me and tell me, you know, hey, I've only been doing it for two years now, which I know that's not the case. But did it happen when you were a little kid, or did it happen later when you were an adult trying to recapture your youth? Like, what walk us through how this collection started? It happened in 1968. Uh, I was riding my Stingray bicycle with the extended forks that I had bolted together down to uh, the W.T. Grant store, and I was looking for Tom Daniel models. I was a huge model builder, and Tom Daniel was my favorite automotive designer. And I walked into W.T. Grant's looking for, like I said, Tom Daniel models, and I look up, and there is Hot Wheel display. And it's like, oh, my. You know, (laughs) because, you know, I, I... of course, I had slot cars and things like that. And, of course, we would, you know, modify them and, and make them look like the cars on the street. And there was 
like I said, Hot Wheels, and they were already custom paint. They had superchargers. They had mag wheels. They had slicks. They had redline tires. I didn't have to do anything to them. And I totally forgot about buying the Tom Daniel model and went uh, <laughs> raced home uh, and, and had to get a dollar from my mother to go back down there and buy a new Hot Wheel car. And from that day on, it was Hot Wheels for me. Um, I mean, everybody in my family knew what to get me for any, you know, any occasion, whether it was my birthday or Christmas or, or anything, you know, uh, Hot Wheels was it. I mean, I lived for Hot Wheels. So what's really cool is you got in literally the first day, the first week, the first month, the first year, whatever of Hot Wheels existence, right? Cause they started in yes. 1968, didn't they? Yeah. 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 It was, uh, right around the time. I, I, I want to say, uh, probably April when I could bring my bike out, you know, and uh, Hot Wheels was released just before that. So I think as soon as they were released to WT Grant, I was there. Yeah. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That, that started the whole craziness. That's really, really cool. So do you remember, do you still have that first car? The first car was either the McMandit or the Silhouette. Um, huge Ed Roth fan, the Rat Fink and all that, even at 10 years old. Um, and, you know, Cushenberry his stuff, uh, you know, uh, living in central New York where you have snow nine or 10 months out of the year, you, you only get to, uh, to, to see cool cars in, in, in magazines. So, um, you know, seeing those cars in magazines and then seeing one in the store that I could have in my hand, you know, it was, it was crazy. And that was, you know, that was Elliot Handler's idea to make the California custom cars available for kids all around the world. And uh, it worked. So it was either the Silhouette or the Bandit. I really, really don't remember, but those were the two first Hot Wheels that I bought. And um, I do not have them because my dad gave my cousins my Hot Wheels when uh, when my parents split up. Oh, so, my uh, goodness. There were actually, yeah, there, there were actually two cases, um, and the case that he gave my cousins uh, was the first, you know, the, the Sweet 16 and everything like that. And the smaller case was one that I, I, I found that he didn't. But I, I, I do have some of my, my original cars, probably 40 of, of, of those. Wow. But okay. Yeah, the first ones were gone. All right. Well, that is really cool. It's great that something that occurred when you're such a small kid, you know, had such a big impact on you and takes you to today. And also, you know, I've seen as I Googled you, I, I've seen that you've been in Ripley's, believe it or not. You know, you've been in a lot of different, I'm assuming the Guinness Book of World Records. You've, you've been in a lot yes. of places, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I was in two um, Guinness books. Well, actually three now because I set a, a track record for, uh, uh, for loops at the Chicago Auto Show back in 2020, right before COVID hit. Um, and, yeah, I was in two different Ripley's Believe It or Not books. And, um, yeah, you're just, just, just for being obsessed, you know, with Hot Wheels. Uh, but on many TV shows, I did the uh, Hot Wheels 50th anniversary for uh, History Channel, and I also did the uh, Toys That Made America. I'm, I'm sorry, the Toys That Built America. Oh, that's um, one of my favorite shows, actually, you know, and I haven't seen yours yeah. yet, so I'll keep an eye out for you. <laughs> it's ep ep episode three, the, the Toy Car Wars. Okay. Yeah, that'll be really fascinating. And once I find it, I'll put a link in this description so folks can uh, can tune into it as well. Now, I have to ask you a couple of trends that are going on out there. Uh, first off, can you talk about the overall 
you know, it could be just Hot Wheels. It could be Hot Wheels matchbox cars. It could be the, you know, everything in general. What's the collectability market doing right now? Are they going up? I, I know on the full-size cars, things are pretty hot right now. I would assume that would translate into the smaller cars as well. Well, for, for some reason, uh, Hot Wheels red lines, the early stuff, have like gone crazy. They've, they've doubled, tripled, quadrupled in price. And I don't know if it was because people were getting money to stay home. You know, they were getting, you know, $600 a week extra just to stay home. And they had no, you know, not, nothing to do with this money uh, except buy toys. But once that happened, when, when COVID hit, things went absolutely crazy. And uh, a lot of things have just gotten way, way out of reach. Um, and like, you know, the used car market out there right now, you know, you can't find a vehicle to buy. And if you do, it's, it's, it's crazy money. So, um, yeah, as yeah, um, Hot Wheels red lines have gone, you know, out of reach. The black walls, you know, um, that's pretty much what I collect, only because I could probably get 10 black walls for, you know, for the price of one red line. Um, I don't collect for money. You know, to me, they're all dollar cars. I just, you know, if, if I want something, uh, I, I, I need it for my collection, not that I'm going to resell it. You know, so all of these cars that I have, you know, these 30,000 different cars, they, they're, they're all different. They're not, you know, that doesn't include my, my doubles and triples and all that. And those are 30,000 different cars in one way or another. Wow. Yeah, I, I, you know, prices have gone crazy. You know, people always talk about prices. To me, you know, it, it's, it's, it's my passion. It's my love. It's, it's what I collect, what I like to do. And as you said earlier, um, it's people my age are, are just trying to buy back their childhood. You know, it, it brings me back to a time when all I had to do was mow the lawn and shovel the driveway and make my bed. You know, I'd get a dollar for my allowance <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, go down and buy another Hot Wheel. Yeah. So it, it, it brings me back to the time when, you know, that's all I had to do. You know, it's not that I was, you know, like today when I'm a dad, a grandfather and a, you know, business owner and, 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 and all of that, you know. So a lot of people are, are trying to buy back their childhood. And that's what it's all about, being happy with the toys that you had as a kid. Yeah, that is so true. Well, just to give my listeners a little bit of a perspective, now what what would the two cars you thought might have been your first purchase, let's say they're mint condition in box, what would those be worth today? And then what are the top three Hot Wheels worth today, and which ones are they? The two, you know, the, the colors are, are a huge, um, a, a, a huge difference uh, in in price with Hot Wheels. So if it was a pink. Um, Beat McBandit in the package would be you know a few thousand dollars. Um, the silhouette it's it, it's a pretty common car. Um, so if it was in a package, you know a couple hundred bucks. And as far as the most expensive cars out there, uh, Bruce Pascal's rear-loading pink beach bomb, um, which he has valued at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. There are a few cars that are that are really rare that command, you know, many, many thousands of dollars. The, well, actually they're in Bruce Pascal's collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, things like the, um, the, um, the Python, which was actually named the cheetah at first. And there were uh, a handful of those that escaped the factory um, with the cheetah name on the base. Now that's probably, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars uh, all of the ones that you find today say Python on the base. Ah, okay. Um, the Mad Maverick, 
uh, which is uh, now, well, it is, was after uh, finding out that Johnny Lightning held the name to Mad Maverick, it was changed to the Mighty Maverick. And there's only like six of those around. So, you know, um, things like that, uh, if you're into, you know, the rarity and can spend, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars for for a Hot Wheel car, you know, um, that's what's out there. There's, there, there are many cars that are that are in the in the ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar range. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think this is the way it is. Many different collectors in in the rarity that the manufacturers make some items. Do you still buy new stuff and then? Do you find yourself, like, do you go to the stores, you know when their shipment occurs, like on Tuesday at 8 o'clock in the morning, and you buy it by the case, hoping that you get the one rare one that's in a case? Like, what's the strategy for, uh, for you know, collectors uh, today and getting the rare stuff? Collectors today collect many different things. A lot of people collect treasure hunts. They collect super treasure hunts. Uh, they collect variations. And I am a variation collector. That's what all of my books are about. You know, I've written 13 books on variations. Wow. Uh, and also did the Bruce Pascal book um, with Bruce for his, his uh, prototype uh, collection. So I've, I've done 14 books. But the thing with Hot Wheels collectors are that they collect different things. So me, myself, I would rather have a rare variation than a super treasure hunt. Now, some people will, will spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks or, you know, whatever for a super treasure hunt where there are thousands, maybe a million of them made, you know, nobody right. really knows how many are made, where a variation, there could be 50. So to me, that 50 is much rarer than, you know, a couple hundred thousand or a million. As far as value, again, you know, I, I, I don't collect for value. I collect because I have it and you don't. So na 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 Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, variation collectors are are, are a strange breed because we will search a uh, hundred of the same cars just to see if there's anything different about them. Um, and there are people who collect the black walls, and the people who collect the red lines, and you know, people who just collect Corvettes or Mustangs or or four four twos. So um, th- yeah, there's 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 many different styles. Um, yes, I get uh, Hot Wheels. Every month when they come out, right now there's nothing coming out because they're all sitting in the middle of the ocean. But I do get um, a, a, a case of Hot Wheels from uh, one of the distributors, which is uh, A&J Toys. They send them to me. Uh, I do get products from Mattel for Hot Wheels TV, and that's where I review all of the stuff that uh, you know that I get. No, that's a pretty good perk. Get it straight from uh, oh, yeah, Hot Wheels, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, uh, actually Hot Wheels considers me uh, an, an ambassador for the brand. Um, I go all over the country and represent Hot Wheels. Um, I've been on some committees uh, for and with Hot Wheels. Um, you know, so as, as far as, as Hot Wheels goes, um, you know, they, they do know who I am. They ask me questions. They, they, they um, work, I work closely with them, you know, all year long. Um, I, I have the master set sitting over here in the corner that I haven't had a chance to review yet that I just got in the mail. Uh, but yeah, they send me stuff all the time. And, you know, I, I, I go to the conventions, I send autographs, I do seminars, uh, things like that. So um, it, 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 
getting new stuff, yes, I have to get the new stuff because I'm a Hot Wheel collector. I'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> with Hot Wheels. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll see anything in a store that has a Hot Wheel logo on it, and I have to have it. Right. To this yep. day. Yeah. So, what advice would you have for someone who wants to get into collecting and wants to find, you know, that variation or whatever it might be? Well, first thing, if you're going to collect Hot Wheels, do not collect it. Collect them for money. Don't think that you're going to start collecting Hot Wheels and, you know, 10 years down the road, you're going to sell them and, and, and make a million dollars. It's a hobby. Collect right. it because you enjoy it. Collect it because it makes you happy. Uh, you know, it, it's it's all in the search. Uh, you know, there are some things out there, no matter how much money you have, you can't find it. So it's 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 in the hunt. It's in the search. It's It's, you know, all about completing something that you want to complete, and it makes you happy. Um, you know, I get emails and, and all kinds of stuff. You know, what what can I buy that's going to be worth a lot of money down the road? If I knew that, I'd be a super rich guy today. But, <laughs> right. you know, it, it, it's it's a hobby. And, you know, I, I, I continually say, to me, they're all dollar cars. So um, enjoy it. Do what you can to have fun with it. Um, you know, but... Don't, you know, don't think you're making a million dollars. People did that like 20 years ago or even more. You know, during the 90s uh, when, when the treasure hunts came out, 90, 95, people started buying up Hot Wheels like crazy. They're, you know, I'm going to put them away. I'm going to bring them out in 20 years and make a million dollars. And, you know, a lot of people did that. And those cars from 1996 to, you know, 2000s, you can get them for five for a dollar because everybody's just dumping them. And that's, you know, people made that mistake. So you lost money. You didn't make money, you lost money. So, yeah, it's it's a hobby. Have fun with it. Collect what you like. If it made you happy as a kid, it's going to make you happy today. And something you can share with your kids and your grandkids. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, that, that still play with track sets. And, you know, my, my granddaughter and I play all the time. I'm sure you've seen it on, you know, on, on my social media. There's, all the, there's a track sitting right here, the... the uh, four or five lane kind of kind of uh, Mario Brothers. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know, and, 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 and we're always playing and, and that's what's it makes you happy, you know? So if you're gonna do it, do something that's gonna make you happy, whether it's Hot Wheels or Matchbox or Johnny Lightning, anything. As long as it makes you happy. Yeah, that's great advice and that's what I often say for the collector cars, the full size one is buy what makes you happy. And I don't want people to think of it as investing if stuff's going up in value. I want to see as you you know, get it while you can because uh, things are going up in price, you want to be able to afford it, you know. And at some point, unfortunately, stuff gets to be a little bit too expensive for the average consumer, uh, unfortunately. Right. You know, so you got to enjoy yep. it. And you know what? If it goes down, as long as you like it, who cares, you know, because you got it because you like it. So the other thing I want to ask you was kind of not a trend, but I know that there's been quite a few Hot Wheels, quote-unquote classic, you know, iconic Hot Wheels made into real full-size you know, you can drive it additions. What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's uh, I, probably 30 or 40 different real cars that were done um, as, as the Hot Wheel car. Um, you know, there's, there's the twin mill that's out there. there actually, there's, there's the one that Mattel has, and there's one that, that a guy in, uh, in Connecticut has. There are, uh, you know, uh, the Diora too. There's the real Diora. There's the Beatnik Bandit. There's the Silhouette. You know, all of those cars. You know, in, in the beginning, those cars were real before the Hot Wheels were made. 
and now there are Hot Wheels being made of real cars, like my old race car. You know, when they did the Drag Strip Demon series, um, they did my Altered as, you know, my Xanax Altered Roadster in, in, in a Hot Wheel car. So, uh, you know, that huge honor to me. But, yeah, I'm, to have a real car that's a Hot Wheel car, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, before we end here, I wanted to ask you, what is the best way for our listeners to learn about you and all your cool Hot Wheels stuff? Uh, you can just Google my name, Mike Zarnock, or you can go to MikeZarnock.com. You can go to Hot Wheels TV on YouTube. Uh, and, of course, I have social media everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Just type in Mike Zarnock, and there's just millions of things. You know, sometimes I have to go on the website to, to see what I'm doing. So, <laughs> but, yeah, just Google my name, Mike Zarnock, Z-A-R-N-O-C-K, and, uh, and I'm out there. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll put links to all of your social media on the description here. Uh, so that will not be a problem. Now, one thing we do do at the end of these, and yours is going to be a lot of fun, and I did not tell you about this, is I play a little game called Keep Cash and Crush. Now, normally we keep cash and crush full-size cars, and we have fun with it. Well, this will be the first time I'm asking you to keep cash and crush three different Hot Wheel cars. So are you Uh-oh. ready for this? <laughs> sure, I'm ready. Let's do it. Now, crushing these cars, I don't know, maybe throw it down a car for the garbage disposal. I don't know. <laughs> well, we used to hit them with hammers and put them in vices, so, you know, or blow them up with M80s. What, there you go, oh, yeah. Put in there, so. Yeah, you know what? For me, it was M60s. I keep getting smaller every year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first one, and I had one of these. I don't think I had one with white interior, though. I have to go downstairs and check it out. It's the 1970 Red Baron with white interior. Now, I must admit, I'm pulling this from a most expensive Hot Wheels article. If it's wrong, it is. Just let me know and we'll correct it. (laughs) That is an article that they took my information from. So that is a keeper. Okay. That is a prototype. There were only only a handful of those made. Uh, And yeah, with the white interior, it, it is an extremely hard and valuable car. And what would be the. Done by Tom Daniel ballpark on this this article says about seventy five hundred dollars in 2018 yeah it's uh probably up around twelve fifteen thousand dollars now i didn't tell you this i give you three cars you have to pick one to keep forever one to cash in and one to crush so okay. i'm going to give you three cars now you know maybe it'll be a rare one i'll i'll make you think here for a second all right so the next one is the 1969 brown 31 woody and let me give you let me give you a third one and then you can figure out how you want to do it and then the okay. third one, they're all going to be tough. Uh, let's see. The third one, let's say it is the 1971 Spectra Flame Purple Bifocal. So those are your three. I would love to repeat them, but I'd have to scroll through a bunch of stuff. So <laughs> those are the three. Which one would you keep forever? Which one would you cash in? And then, unfortunately, which one would you, would you send down the garbage disposal? <laughs> I'm, going to keep, I'm going to keep the Red Baron. Okay. For many, many reasons. Um, the bifocal, we would have to crush. Mm. And the brown woody, we would cash in. Okay. Well, give me uh, your thoughts around that. I, I get the the Baron, the Red Baron. Obviously, that's iconic with the helmet. You know, that's a yeah. Iconic the, well, one. well, the Red Baron it was done by Tom Daniel, who has, uh, like I said, originally um, I was looking for his models. And in the meantime, he has become a very dear friend of mine. 
Mm, okay. um, so I would have to have that. And that is the most noted and best-selling um, uh, wheeled vehicle ever, whether it was a model or uh, model kit or Hot Wheel. Uh, the bifocal, is, I think, is not as rare as the, the brown woody. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would take the woody, sell the woody, and, and we would have to crush the, the bifocal. All right, so the bifocal is going into the garbage disposal, correct? Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, gonna have to, <laughs> gonna have to. If 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 I only have those choices, that's what we're gonna have to do. Or it's going to be hit with a hammer or blown up by an M80. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll probably go into vice. That that's that's probably where it'll go. Get all flattened out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, again, thank you for being on the Collector Car Podcast. If you would tell our listeners one more time the best place to find you. Best place uh, is just Google Mike Zarnock, MikeZarnock.com, or Hot Wheels TV on YouTube. Awesome. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.